You know, every time something happens, we're, we're nervous, we're scared. No, 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 no. If you're in Christ, then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding is a part of the deal. You know, healing is a part of the deal. Hope is a part of the deal. The Profile. You're listening to Premier Christian Radio. C.C. Winans, Pastor C.C. Love, <laughs> thank you so much for, for joining us. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you with us now. Um, Thanks for having me. You are 12-time Grammy winner, 23 Doves, a star on Hollywood Walk of Fame, uh, and the, the list goes on. Um, uh-huh. uh, for you, what would you say are your uh, top three lessons or top three things that are key to success i remember watching you talk about marriage and you Mm -hmm. said that in about the 11th year of your marriage you went to a marriage seminar and you realized that you knew nothing about (laughs) about marriage i thought crikey that's over a decade now in june june (laughs) this year you would have done what 37 or 30, 30 37 years it'll be 37 years what, uh-huh. what three tips would you give to, <laughs> to people who want to get married or people who are 10 years in marriage now <laughs> uh, as to and don't know success. what marriage is <laughs> um top three. Oh my goodness top three the top three the top three it, you know ah uh, you know, it's very simple. It's very simple. We make it more complicated than what it is. But I would say the top three is love, love, love. <laughs> Which happens to be your name. Now, now, now I'm, I'm sorry. I can, I can break it down. I can break please, it down a little please, bit more. Please, please, for us. <laughs> but, but, it, but it really is all about love. It's all about giving love. And, and over the 37 years, you know, you kind of go in when I, when I shared that with people, as far as the first 11 years, you know, I kind of had in the back of my mind that as long as he loves me, you know, and everything goes good, we're going to be great. You know, it was, it was, it was about what I received, you know, and, and when the more and more you look at what, what God has done for us, the more and more you look at what real love is, you realize that it's sacrificial. You realize that it never ends. You realize that it covers a multitude of sin, you know, and, and that's why the, the marriage is supposed to reflect the glory of God. And so it is about when I, when you, when I give up myself, when I love, um, then I'm willing to, um, I'm willing to be focused on what I'm give, giving and not what I'm getting. So, so you, now, CC, you, you, you say that, but for someone who is, is trying to process what you've said and mm-hmm. they're in a position where they, they uh, say, say I, I don't know, uh, uh, a, a lady, Marcia, mm-hmm. who's, um, who's feeling particularly uh, abused in her relationship, maybe not physically, but emotionally. Okay. Uh, Got it. And he's dealing with that and she's saying, you know, I'm doing the best I can. Uh, right. And he just keeps uh, putting me down or he keeps taking away my self-worth. And right. you're saying, Cece, you're saying to me, love, love. I mean, how can I really do that? Uh, what are the practical steps I can take to do that? Well, first of all, none of us can love unless God teaches us how. 
you know? So first of all, it's my relationship with Jesus Christ. That has to be above your marriage. That has to be above yourself. That has to be above everything. Loving God with all of your heart, soul, and mind, because it's through loving him that he teaches you how to love your spouse, that he teaches you how to love your neighbor, that he teaches you how to love your enemies. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not, it's not in your strength, but it's in the strength of the Holy Spirit, that he gives you wisdom for every situation. You said something about abuse, physical abuse. I would tell anyone if it's physical abuse happening in the house, then you need to separate yourself. I'm not saying to divorce, but separate yourself and get counseling from, from godly people. That's another thing. It's so important to have a covering, to have godly counsel, to have a pastor. You know, a lot of people are going on their own and God never meant for us to live on our own um, or alone, but he wants us to be a part of a family of, of God. And, and that has been my covering way before I got married. You know, I asked my pastor, should I get married? I asked my pastor what he thought about my husband. So I always understood the importance. The Bible said in, in the multitude of counseling, there's safety. Okay. So, so abuse, you, you want to always be in a safe place, safe place. And then you get the wisdom of God on that situation. All right. And, you, and, and still you have to operate out of love. You have to operate out of, out of the spirit of God, because he gives us the wisdom how to deal with every situation. Um, and so, and then abuse, if someone is not, you know, calling you, you know, or saying things that are nice, uh, not nice. I don't believe in, 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 in um, verbal abuse either. You know, I think it's very important that you understand who you are and the value of what you carry, but that comes from God. That really does come from God because until you, maybe your husband, the Bible tells us that the unsaved husband can be saved by the, the saved wife, you know? And so when you really understand how much God loves you, when you understand your self-worth from him and you have that relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, I don't care who it is. <laughs> now they, you don't allow them to, you don't allow them the power to take that away. You understand what I'm saying? And again, it's through the love of God and even loving your spouse, even when they're not lovable, that the Holy Spirit begins to work on their heart. See, one of the things I learned over the years that when I went to pray on Alvin um, for God to straighten him out, God would always straighten me out first. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But, but as I submitted to the Holy Spirit and got out of the way, then God begins to deal with him. So let me come to my next top three now. I mean, we still yet to talk really about music, which is a big thing. I mean, Never Lost is a big song. Let me tell you, one of my presenters here heard Never Lost, called me at 10 p.m. at night and said, listen, there's this song from CC Winers. We have to play it. I said, ah, and you're calling me at 10 p.m.? Let's talk tomorrow now. You Wake know? them up, yes. <laughs> so, so we've got to talk about your, your new okay, project. No problem. But then uh, another, another question on parenting. You talked about Alvin, Alvin mm -hmm. III, your son, who's now senior pastor of your church. So you and your yes. husband are now founding pastors. Uh, uh, so he's clearly, in, in, by measurements of many, he's a success. Your daughter, Ashley, is bringing so much joy to, to you if, if, you know, look, just looking at your time. Um <laughs> What would you say top three things that's allowed you to 
see these blessings in your children so that you and your husband have enjoyed these blessings of your two children. Three, uh, three keys that you could give to parents or wannabe parents in their journey so they can have the sort of blessings that you have enjoyed with your husband. You know, I know people, when I, when I give answers, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think we, I've learned in my 56 years that God is faithful, that his word is true and that he's faithful to every generation. Um, I learned that from my parents, the prayers that they prayed for me, the, the way that they guarded us as long as we were under their covering. You know, they made us go to church. They made sure that only gospel music was being played in the home. Um, they allowed us to be youthful. They understood the importance of having alternatives. So they saw the gifts and the talents that we had and they got behind us 200%. And, 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 and always said, whatever you have, whatever you use it for God, you know? And so I have to say that Again, it goes back, everything starts and ends with your relationship with Jesus. And, and let me tell you what I mean. My, my son, um, I don't know how old he was. He had graduated from college and he wanted to move to Australia. He was trying to get away from us. He was trying to get away from God, you know, all of that. And so I'm praying and I'm like, Lord, why is he going to Australia? Why? And my husband is all calm. He said, let him go, you know? And so we're praying and I'm just, Lord, I thank you. And I keep my relationship and I'm crying out on behalf of my son. I'm on my knees. And then I get a call from the other side of the world, Melbourne, Australia. And he's like, mom, God is really real. And I'm like, what? I've been telling you this all your life. And now you have. <laughs> so I went from praying, Lord, bring him home to Lord. He can stay as long as he wants to stay. <laughs> and, and what God showed me was he said, and, 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 and he went on to have a radical encounter with God. God saved him, filled him with the Holy Spirit. He came back here to Nashville and he got his friends saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's how our church even got started. Our church got started because of my son wow. was on fire for God. So this is what God, his, and he's, he's so amazing. He said, can you imagine? I got a hold of him and I totally changed his life. And Cece, you were nowhere around. Wow. So the prayers of the righteous availeth much. So, so pray for, mother, for your children. For a mother you know? who is nervous about where their child is at at the moment, because the nerves are, as you, you, you are a mother, the nerves yeah. are real. They're uh, real. You, you see oh your child there enough and you, you, you panic, you know. Uh, so you, you're, you're saying, you're saying to them, uh, stand still and know the salvation. Know the salvation. The Lord knows them. They are marked. You continue to pray. Yes, we cry out. What happened when I when when it hit when life hits, hits you and knocks the wind out of you? You have to know what to do. You fall on your knee. None of us will escape that. We are all going to go through trials and tribulations. We're going to go through life. Life is rough. Life can be really rough. And so I'm not denying that, but I know what to do. Fall on your knees, cry out to God. And at the same time, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but everything through prayer, supplication with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind 
through Christ Jesus. And as mothers, you have to be covered with the peace of God because you cannot live this out for your children, but God loves you so much. And he is a God of generations. So the, the greatest advice I can give is to love God with all of your heart. Uh, keep praying for your children. Stand still and know that he is God because he's faithful. And be bold about your prayers. I remember my son was probably about 16 years old and I started learning about speaking in faith, speaking those things that you cannot see. And I looked at him one day and I said, you're a mighty man of God and every talent and gift that you have, you, you will use for the glory of God. And he looked at me and he was like, you don't even believe that yourself. <laughs> as these kids as they do eh? <laughs> and I was like you know you're right <laughs> but I kept speaking it I kept speaking it I kept speaking it and that's why it's not about your feelings it's about the word of God he said you speak life you activate life okay hold on hold on CC okay so you 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 were speaking it even though uh uh you you your your eyes were shaking your son <laughs> points that out yet here we stand he's a two-time grammy winner yes um, yes and it wasn't for uh bump bump and grind me baby come on come on god's music uh he's just uh assumed a role as senior pastor of a church that you and your husband founded hallelujah all these other things so even so the things you spoke even when you want totally believing God was true to his word in your mouth. Yes. He's true to his word in our mouths. And when we keep speaking it, it becomes a part of our hearts and we believe it. But at the time I had just heard about that, you know, I heard a testimony from another uh, incredible woman of God. And, and she said how her daughter was out doing everything she taught her not to do. And she began to speak life over her and how it changed her. And so when I grabbed hold to it, I was like, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And that's what I do throughout my life. The word of God is true. It's not based on your feelings. It's not based on your emotions. We cannot be driven by our emotions. We have to be driven by the word of God because he's faithful and he's faithful to his word in your mouth. And I love that. I love the way you said that. Uh, So yes, Our time is limited and I'm so grateful (laughs) to speak to you. Hopefully we'll get to speak some, some other time because I, I dearly wanted to explore uh, the, the machinations of, of your family. There are 10 of you, yet your parents brought all 10 of you. I mean, you read research after research that mm-hmm. says uh, after the first two children, you know, it's, it's topsy-turvy, but all of you are in the faith. Oh, I wanted to explore that, but, but time. So <laughs> let's talk music. And one more, after that, one more question I have. So your new album um, yes. is out in March. Yes, March and, 12th. Uh, it was, it was, was this the live album that you didn't get to record with a, with a live audience? Yes. <laughs> now, My tell us about the conversation record. with God, uh, with you and God. <laughs> My first live record um, was supposed to be, we were supposed to tape it at the beginning of 2020, and we know the pandemic happened, and, and so everybody's plans changed, and I was like, oh, okay, you know. Um, it, but at the same time, I felt like it was something I needed to do. I needed to get it done, you know. And um, so we finally got it finished towards the end of last year. And all I can say, my prayer was, Lord, let the presence of God be embraced. And um, and so we went in a, a studio here, um, an audience, should I say, a TVN actually, um, building. And we had a couple of people all spread out, you know, 
Um, and, and we had an awesome time. It's, it's a powerful record and it's called Believe For It. The first single we released was Never Lost. And uh, I heard this song and the message is just, it's just what we need to know. We have to be reminded as God's people that the pandemic did not make God nervous. Our, our government is not making him nervous. He knows the end from the beginning. He is never lost and he never will. So it's our, it's our job to, to stay in him and to be reminded of who he is. And so it's a powerful song. I'm so glad they got you up at 10 p.m. to tell you about this song. <laughs> and and the, 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 they've, been play, they've been playing the song here. And, and, and so um, the, the album, when it comes out, uh, how, do you, how do you see the album speaking to the current situation? Um, uh, let's start with, with your country, America, because mm. now, unfortunately the jack is out of the out of the box you now know what your neighbor thinks you now yeah. saw them rushing up the hill to the capitol building uh, yeah you now saw the flag they have outside uh, yeah. you now saw you know the the guns they bought preparing for you um, yeah what 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 how do you see this album um ministering to that situation well well i love i thank you for asking that um um, the, the album is entitled Believe For It. And our second single is Believe For It. It's a powerful song that encourages us to release our faith for the impossible. Um, everything that we've dealt with here in America has been, has been um, earth shattering, really, um, in so many ways. But then at the same time, you know, as believers, the God that we serve is still on the throne, you know? No matter who's in office, <laughs> my, my beginning and my end is in his hands. And But yes, he said, if my people, which are called by my name, our country needs to be healed. Our country needs to be uh, unified. Our country, the church as, 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 as a whole needs to be unified. So, so it's time for us to release our faith for the impossible. And, and we're still in good, you know, we're still in good standings. There's still hope because the God we serve specializes in the impossible. So what does that mean? That means it is time for us to cry out. It's time for us to repent. It's time for us to do whatever the word of God tells us to do as the people of God, because we need to see change. We need to see um, something happen in this country that only God can do. Um, so this record, I want to ignite faith in the people of God, because the Bible tells us, and it told us a long time ago, that if my people, which are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I would hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. So we have the solution. We have the solution for every problem. And he wrote that a long time ago. He knew now, this record, would happen. The record is out when in March? Do you know? March the 12th. The whole record is out, but but those singles never lost and believe for it. They can they can get right now, and and I believe it's going to speak to the, everybody's heart, no matter what country you're in. As the as believers, we need to believe. It is time for us to believe. It is time for us to. It's time out for being lukewarm. It's time for us not to know. You know, every time something happens, we're we're nervous, we're scared. No, 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 no. If you're in Christ then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding is a part of the deal. You know, healing is a part of the deal. Hope is a part of the deal. Cece, one more thing to, to ask you. Um, 
most people, I mean, virtually everyone I, I, I listen to, whether preachers, uh, bloggers, commentators, when they speak about C.C. Winans, they speak mm-hmm. of you in terms of a, a, a walking spirit. This woman walks with, I mean, one, one, one person said, when Jesus was born, uh, C.C. was in the, in the, in the cradle next <laughs> to him. <laughs> and this is all to, to describe how they perceive your relationship with God. Oh, uh, mm. But here you are, uh, uh, a cultural icon. As I said, 12 Grammy Awards, uh, 23 GMAs, uh, a star on the, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, over 5 million albums, even more than that, if you count Nigeria, because we bootleg your CDs like crazy in Nigeria, <laughs> but, you know, we'll leave that one alone. Um, uh, almost 40 years of marriage, uh, uh, successful parent of Ashley and Alvin the uh, Third, doting grandmother of, of Wyatt Thomas Phillips. Yes. And, all, and all, all these things, a pastor of a of a church, uh, uh, a name that many people want to be associated with and getting a picture with. After all said and done, let me ask you this. This you asked Kirk Franklin and his wife years ago. What for you is the most important role? Uh, my, my most important role is the role that everything else comes out of, you know, and that is to be a child of God, to be to be a woman of God, to be in relationship with Jesus, to know him. I want people to know that I was a, a believer of Jesus, you know, a real believer. And, and, and what I mean by that is that I love God more than anything. Um, because out of that role of, of being a servant of God, of being a child of God, that's, that's how I learned how to be a wife. That's how I've learned how to be a mother. That's, how, that's why I sing. That's the reason why I sing um, is because of the love of God. It's because of how, you know, God, God blessed me. And I mean, he blessed me to fall in love with him as a child. Um, I enjoyed going to 6 a.m. prayer. I mean, I just I just it was always my, 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 my favorite place to be was in his presence, you know. And so I, I try to tell young people fall in love with Jesus because it really is the answer to, to the rest of your life, you know, rolling out well. Doesn't mean you won't have troubles. No, you're going to have troubles. I've had troubles. But, but God has been there every step of the way. And he's never left me. He's never forsaken me. And so I am so excited that I still know him. And you know what? After all these years, I, I recorded a song years ago. I mean, I don't know how many years now, but it was called Nevertheless Love. Ah. Uh, what a good song. It was when Bibi and I first started recording, but it's been a nevertheless love all of these years. And it's my anchor. Jesus is my anchor, you know, and, and he's, he's a way maker. He is a father to the fatherless. He's taught me how to be a parent. When, when the devil tried to kill my children, I was able to stand and say, no, the devil is a lie. The blood of Jesus covers the blood of Jesus you know, saturates their minds, the blood of Jesus and, and warfare in the spirit is just, it's just awesome because you know, you win, you already, you, we've already won. <laughs> CC, thank you, you so know. much for, for talking to us it. and, and forgive me. I, I totally overshot my time. But oh, that's okay. I'm fine. Do you want to stay informed on the best of what's happening in the UK church today? Premier Christianity magazine is for you. 
the UK's leading Christian magazine, is published every month and features interviews with Christian leaders, in-depth reporting, reviews, columnists, and loads more. And best of all, you can try it for free. Head to our website now to request the latest edition worth £5.95, completely free of charge. Visit premierchristianity.com forward slash free sample. The Profile You're listening to Premier Christian Radio. I always start off with my interview saying I'm very, very excited because (laughs) the person that I am interviewing today is a legend, a comedic legend, always had me in tears. And every scene that he does, he just steals. I just think it's a natural gift of comedy. But now has turned pastor, uh, an amazing youth pastor. And you, you you can actually watch him on Instagram as he teaches the youth the scriptures uh, and uh, uncompromisingly as well. I'm uh, pleased and, and honoured to have the one and only uh, Pastor Kel Mitchell with me today. Thanks. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you too. God What's bless happening? You. Man, <laughs> it's, it's been a long time coming, but I'm just so excited to have you here. I've been following you on Instagram and seeing you doing the teachings, you know. So, man, being a youth pastor, how long, yeah. how long, have, you been, how long have you been a youth pastor? <laughs> well, I've been in ministry for, for years. Uh, helps ministry. That's going on like, I want to say nine years. Uh, my main thing was, was that I really wanted to help my pastor because, you know, we're all part of the body of Christ and I wanted yeah. to help his, help his vision. You know what I mean? Uh, and so I just worked closely with him. And then I also became a stage manager of our church uh, and just doing anything that, you know, was asked of that they needed help with. And I also was motivated, motivational (laughs) speaker going around the the world and going to schools and going to places and uh, speaking about faith and uh, my faith in God and uh, just helping the youth. You know, that's always been my passion to do that. And all these years, you know, I always felt a call on me uh, to preach, but I was just like, well, Lord, how am I going to do that? Like, you know, with me being in the entertainment business and then me, you know, being also a youth pastor, because uh, I know the sacrifice that that takes, you know, so I was just trying to figure out how to do both. And uh, within that, in my time of prayer, the Lord spoke very uh, strongly to me and he was just like, you know what, it's time now. <laughs> I need you to do this. And that was about uh, three years ago. Well, he was like, I want you to preach. I want you to do it. And I said, all right, all right, I'm going to do this. And what's funny that I had a meeting with my pastor and it had been on his heart when I first joined the church. He just hadn't said anything. He said the Lord told him to wait until I was ready. And it was amazing. It was a, a, a confirmation in the spirit at that moment when he said that. Well, I was just like, OK. And he I didn't even bring it up. He brought it up. You know, in our time of a meeting, and I was like, you know what? The Lord has been talking to me about this, and I want to do it. And then the Lord also told me, stay within the entertainment business while you're doing it. So I'm still, I'm still acting as well. So I'm still an actor. I'm still in the entertainment business, and I'm still a youth pastor because we need it. We need it in the entertainment business. We need it everywhere. And that's what Jesus did. Jesus went everywhere from city to city, uh, speaking the gospel and and leading people, you know? So, uh, for me, I think that I was just like, okay, I'm going to still do both, 
you know, and it's been it's been a blessing, you know, <laughs> it's been a blessing. So, I mean, the atmosphere in um, Hollywood in the acting mm-hmm. scene seems very thick in certain in a certain lifestyle. Um, mm-hmm. now how do you how do you deal with that? You know, especially like yeah. with certain roles that come up and and people say, mm-hmm. well, you have to be this and and it conflicts with your faith. How do you right. combat that? How do you get over that? Okay, so every actor, you know, uh, you have a team, you know, and your team works with you. You know, you have your agent, your manager, and who you work with, and they should know, you know, what's comfortable for you. You know, so when you go on auditions or you're picking scripts, my main thing is that, I go to the Lord first and pray on it uh, before I even take on a role. And it's one thing, too, because in the beginning, uh, even before I became a pastor, I remember just me and my faith. I, it was roles that I turned down because I was just like, no, I can't. I can't do that. But then uh, I had a meeting with my pastor one time and he was saying, well, you know, you're being you're an actor. This is your your job. Right. So you look at the character and see what the story does within it. So I started looking at uh, what happens with this character. Is there an arc with this character? Do they have some uh, resolution to a change in their life within the character? And it didn't have to be a faith based character. It's just that does it have a positive ending at the end of it all? And that's the thing that I looked at because even in life, there's people that you meet that are uh, non-believers that need to be led to Christ and they are at that point. So this character could be at that point and then now finding their way through. So it's a moment within life and you just kind of have to look at it that way. And my thing is, is that that's why I love social media. And I love that because people get to see the real me, who I am, and understand that that's a job. And when you see me do this job and you look for me and you say, let me look up Kel because I love that role he did. You're going to see the Christ in me. <laughs> that's what you're going to find out. You're going to see the Christ in me and you're going to see that. And so uh, just, you know, it's really about discernment. Uh, with picking roles. That's all it is. It's about discernment. It's not, you don't have to go, I'm totally not doing it. It's just discernment in the right characters. And uh, you just be surprised at who you will bless on that set with you being there because believers need to be on set. And you'd be surprised at how many, so many believers on set uh, in Hollywood uh, that are in the entertainment business. So uh, yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah. Is there a, a, a time when you guys get together and pray? And- Here's the thing. Uh, when I go to set now, you know, uh, my thing is because we're all family, right? So my thing is that when I step on a set, it's like, why am I meeting this person? Because I feel like you meet everybody for a reason. And in the time when someone comes up to me and go, hey, Kale, can you pray for me? I'm dealing with this. Hey, man, because I need some prayer about this. And it happens all the time on set. You know what I mean? It happens all the time. And it's a beautiful thing, you know, when that happens to pray on one accord. Because, you know, as you're shooting the show, you're a team. You know what I mean? You're a team making it work. So having that faith be involved as well and praying on set and keeping the whole entire studio covered, 
uh, because look, it's a lot of mental health that goes on in Hollywood entertainment and just even outside of entertainment. Uh, it's a lot of things that people are dealing with. You know, you all see, uh, you know, people on uh, the news or in their characters, but then on the inside, they might be hurting. You know what I mean? Or have something really going on. And it's very, very important that faith is there to help them, you know, spiritually get through these things. You know what I mean? Because even when I heard a, a actor recently say that he uh, well, he was playing a character and he literally had to get therapy afterwards because of, you know what I mean? Just because yeah, the way that. it was in. And, and yeah. I was, and I immediately prayed for him in that moment. And I was like, see, this is why it's so important that we have believers on set, you know, so they can pray them through off of that, you know, and pray that off of them. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think that's beautiful. And you'd be surprised at like, entertainers that are my buddies that call me up, you know what I mean? And ask for prayer because they now know uh, that I'm a, a youth pastor now. And they've, and they've seen my faith and my consistency within it. Yeah. I, I saw another actress saying that I, I've, I'm done with Hollywood. I'm just going to go mm -hmm. and serve the Lord. I'm just going to serve yeah. the Lord. So my, my thing is, what is going on? What is that thing that is going on in Hollywood that is causing people to 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 have a breakdown or just to say you know what i can't do this anymore you know what it is is that and it's really about your decision if god is saying hey stay out of it you know what i mean and i need for you at this time to just focus and just not be in that that's fine too but then you have to also look at uh, there's toxic thoughts and toxic in every everything like you could be in a toxic relationship you know what I mean? And uh, when people uh, have sex and things like that, like you're mixing spiritually with someone else. And if that person was toxic, then you're mixing with that. So what you have to do is that you have to ask God to take that and detach your spirit from that. You see what I'm saying? And it's the same thing. So it's, it's not a thing where you could just say, oh, that's Hollywood. No, it's, it's, it's also in the world. You know what I mean? With the decisions that you make and the relationships you make, the thoughts you make, the circumstances, all the thoughts, that's what it is. Like the devil's whole point is to distract us in everything. You know what I mean? To make us think, oh no, I don't want you focusing on Jesus. I don't want you focusing on Christ, you know? And that's the whole thing. And so for me, within, you know, uh, my mission, because I feel like everybody has a mission that they need to be doing. For me, the Lord said, hey, I want you to be a light within there. I want you to be a light. And it's a beautiful thing because, I, you know, when you're praying with someone on set and, and God is there and in the midst of it, it's, it's, it's such a beautiful thing. You know what I mean? And so uh, you can't look at it like, oh, let, don't even talk about the Lord in that situation. No, I'm vocal. I'm so loud about it. I mean, like you said, you see me on Instagram. Like I've seen other actors go, yo, you so like excited about your faith and you talk about Jesus, Jesus all the time because I know what he's done for me. I know what he's done for me. You know what I mean? And I want to be that ambassador for Christ no matter what to let you know, yeah, you can get through it. You know what I mean? It's not even any entertainment. You can get through it for whatever stress that you're going through in the mind. You know what I mean? The spirit needs to control the mind. You know what I mean? And that's the whole thing. You got to tap into your spirit. And uh, that's what it's all about. <laughs> you know, that's what it's all about for me. And I want others to get that, to get that, because the mental health is just the mind. You know what I mean? And it's just like we're letting the flesh control us and not letting God control our path.
And that's what's, that's what's going on. Has there been a point in your journey where you've been close to, or maybe you've compromised in your faith? Compromised in my faith uh, for for a character or a role? Just, um, yeah, for a role, character. No, like like literally when I tell you, for me, I, I don't have to do that because of the fact that, like I said, it's a choice. So you make the choice whether you want to take a role or not. It's never a situation where like, oh, I got to. I got to do this. You know what I mean? That's why when you talk about the young, the young actor saying, no, I don't, I don't have to do that. You know what I mean? Like I could go do this. That's what it is. It's a choice. So you make the choice. You never want to uh, have it be where that the career is pushing you where you would just do anything. You know what I mean? You have to go to God first. So before I go to my lawyers, before I go to my management, before I go to my agents, I go to my prayer closet. I go there. And then I speak to my wife about it. You know what I mean? So I, we always go to God first, you know? And then now God is telling me, he'll tell me, no, it's not the one. This is not the role that I want you to do. So I don't have to compromise my faith because my faith is in the forefront at every moment of everything I do. And when you get that, then there's no more confusion anymore because you know that I'm stepping in with God. You know what I mean? And and everyone that looks me up, they already know, like, oh, well, you know, he let the Lord. You know what I mean? I already know his his real character. I know how he is in, in life, you know, who he is spiritually. I want to be so transparent that you see Jesus in me. So whatever role that I decide or if I go, mm, that's like, like, I'll give you an example. I was doing a character uh, on a show. And it got to a point where the director, the producer had a meeting with me to say, hey, Kel, some, you know, so I just want to make sure that when I'm writing scripts for the other characters and things like that, that I'm not going off the rails because I see that you uh, are in a positive way of thinking. So if you see something now, I'm not producing this show. This is not my show that I produce. He said, if you see something that you think could be negative or that you don't think we should do on the show, can you just knock on my office door and let me know? That's God, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's God. You know what I mean? And none of the other producers knew that, but he was the executive of the show. So his main thing was, I want to make sure that I'm in the right path with this. And so I'm just telling you this on the side. If you see something, then we'll switch it up. That's fair. And he yeah, man, that's favoring. We have favor. We have that grace. You got to know that when you walk on these sets, you have favor, you have grace. And if God opens the door, no man can shut it. But then if it's something that he does not want you to do, he will shut that door. He will shut that door. There was another role that I was doing, and it was a, a situation where uh, it was a movie I was doing. And this dude just started, like, cussing out of control with no reason for it. And I and it and it was a it was a script change and I was like ah oh, man and it was some decisions in that character that wasn't in there before. All of a sudden, when we're on set and we're shooting, I just did it the original way that it was written that I agreed to do, and the director was like, "You know what? I like that way." I didn't even have to say anything. He just was like, "Oh, I like the way you did it from the first script. That worked. Okay, moving on." Boom. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it just started to happen that way. And you know why? Because 
when you are getting up in the morning, Cindy Trim, who's amazing, I'm sure you know Cindy Trim, Very and nice. she has a book called Commanding Your Morning, Commanding Your Morning. So you literally have to get up, you know, and command your morning. Start it off with prayer. Start it off with faith because this is spiritual warfare. You know what I mean? So the heavens is working on your behalf. So whatever you're doing in your job, whether it's entertainment or outside of entertainment, you are being guided and you're protected by the Lord and by the blood of Jesus. So he will direct <laughs> and make sure you won't be deflected or go in the wrong direction. As long as you start your day off every day where you're going, hey, Lord, today's the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it no matter what. And I'm going to focus on you no matter what. So if I feel something in my spirit, I'm going to do what you tell me to do. I can yeah. feel you going into preaching mode, Pastor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll start. I can that'll feel start. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I always wanted to get to the front to go and start start this altar thing going, man. Like, listen. <laughs> hey, I get excited, man. Jesus. Good. You know, yeah. it's so encouraging. It's so infectious to see. Now, yeah. you're somebody, I, I have to ask this. I've always wanted to ask this. You, yeah. You, every sort of every sitcom that you've done, <laughs> You come up with these, well, they always give you these catchphrases. Is that from <laughs> you? Or like, I mean, the yeah. last one I saw was, it wasn't me. That was yeah. from <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. And obviously you must get the, the orange soda thing all the time. All the time. All the time. Yes. So do, do you come up with these things or? or? <laughs> no, it was uh, the writers write them, you know, and you, these are, characters over years you know what yeah. i mean because it, it, it wasn't me that was whoo that was like 2006 or something like that yeah uh, but but the thing about it is that they would write these characters and what i would do is i would put me into it you know like make it kind of funny like uh with the who loves orange soda i do i do yeah. i added a little t-pain to it so i was just like <laughs> i do i do and it took off and to this day, like, you know, me and my wife, we go to dinner and I don't order orange soda. Like the waiter's <laughs> like, what? What? And, you know, I'm talking about five star restaurants. This stuff happens <laughs> and people just crack up. You know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, welcome to Good Burger. Good Burger, like, yeah. You know, repair man, man. Like all these like things over and over. Um, you know, I've, it's, it's a blessing. You know what I mean? That to even to this day, because it was a kid recently that went viral, had a birthday party. And it was Good Burger inspired. And, you know, this kid was five, five years old. You know, wasn't wow. even born. I mean, we did Good Burger in 97. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, it, so it's been a blessing that it's still going. And then to be able to bring the show back, all that back, producing it, me producing it with, uh, with Keenan, and then with a whole new cast and people still enjoying Good Burger, uh, you know, it's definitely been a blessing. <laughs> it's been a blessing, man. Yeah. Um. Just for those who, who who don't know, how did you guys go? Well, how did you get connected with Keenan? Uh, <laughs> how did that start? Well, I started on the south side of Chicago and I was a, a theater kid. You know, uh, where I grew up, it was it was gang violence, but then it was also the church. So my parents kept me uh, in the church, but then I also had friends that were on the up and up. And then I had friends that weren't so on up and up, going in different directions. And so my parents were like, we need something, an outlet for Kel, because we don't want him to go in the wrong direction. Uh, so 
let's find something. And they tried everything, you know, you know, different talents. And, you know, I did everything, you know, Kung Fu, playing okay. a guitar, drums, <laughs> right, everything. Yeah. And so what they found was acting. They found acting. Uh, it was a community theater, you know, in Chicago. Shout out to ETA, Creative Arts Foundation, uh, Renako Jahi, my drama teacher. And it was one summer. I just tried it out and I felt it was like a, ah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I just did it. So I wouldn't be, you know, in the streets, you know what I mean? And wilding out, you know? So uh, it was something so positive uh, that really changed my life. And so uh, I started getting an agent doing plays in downtown Chicago and, you know, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden there was an audition that came along called All That, you know, and I auditioned for it, got the part, uh, flew out to LA to audition again and then flew out to Florida to shoot it. And then I met this kid named Keenan who was doing uh, Mighty Ducks, he had already been in movies, right? And so uh, when we met, it was super funny. They had all the kids come down to the hotel lobby and he came in on his rollerblades uh, with the Mighty <laughs> Ducks outfit on, bro. Because <laughs> he was like, I'm already a star, I'm already a star. He went to and let so, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right, and, but I thought it was so funny. I was like, this kid's hilarious. I'm gonna hang out with him. And, uh, you know, our moms like really click, you know, you know, they were look the same. You know what I mean? And I was just like, <laughs> that's the homie. And when we found it, that uh, there was this chemistry there with comedy was when we were introducing TLC uh, in a scene on all that. And I was playing. Uh, we were doing Mavis and Clavis. And if every I'm telling you, every take that we did with these characters were funnier and funnier and funnier. And. I think at that moment, me and Keenan were like, yo, okay, this we we have something here. And then all the producers were just started putting us in everything together. And then even off the scene, we would hang out too as well. Uh, and that's just how it happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then they decided to do a spinoff, which was the Keenan and Kel show, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was hugely um successful hugely successful around the world mm -hmm. and you know especially with the i mean that's where the, the orange soda thing came from and <laughs> yeah you know I, I i remember watching it and and thinking oh wow they've got um coolio did the theme song <laughs> and you <laughs> i get out with yes. coolio i mean everything about that was 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 so great and it just it just seemed to really blossom the careers and then um and then you guys split. It yeah. seemed like from, from where we are, it just seemed like you guys split. <laughs> or was that a decision or what happened there? No, you know, see, I always talk about this. It's like when you're in this, the, the entertainment, what happens is, is that it's a, when the show ends, then it's time to like figure out everyone goes to their next job. And so uh, all of us all individually just started doing different things it wasn't a choice where we were just like you know what we need to go do this go do that. you know what i mean it was a it was more of a survival at that moment because as an actor it's kind of like okay now i'm a i was a kid and now i'm adulting how do i fit within this business and we all we all had our different journeys you know uh from all the kids on the show we all had our different journeys of how we found our fit. You know what I mean? And also with the Delian at the same time. And at the end of King and Kill, I had became a father. I had all these different things where it was like, yo, it's real lifetime, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, let me figure out 
all of these different things. And, and within that, you know, I ended up starting direct, directing music videos. I did other shows. We're like the comedy duo that's similar to like New Edition or, <laughs> the, or the Jacksons. You know what I mean? It's all these yeah. like conspiracy theories and yeah. like all this, all this stuff <laughs> within our story because our story is really deep. And so people and people have this like connection to us because they grew up with this. So they just think like, I think it's this and I think it's that. And it's, it's really nothing like we're that's still my boy. Uh, we still hang out. You know, we're just we're dads now. You know what I mean? And yeah. um, picking different projects and going on different paths. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now you're, you're married. Um, yes. Uh, that your, your wife is a part of the ministry is that you're attending as yeah. well. And you've got kids now. Um Kanye West has, has just gone through uh, a, a divorce uh, mm-hmm. and he's somebody who is, who has um, uh, converted and, has, and openly professes Jesus. Now, obviously being in, in the spotlight, is, is there a pressure, especially if you're in Hollywood and you marry somebody that's, that's known, there's right. always a, a thing that says, well, they're not going to last. And, and it's almost as if people are counting down the days to divorce. How do you keep a good marriage? Here's the thing. Um, remember when I told you about the command in your morning, okay? So for me, cause you know, I've been through divorce and all that stuff. And so the thing about it is, is that with my wife, right? That's my best friend, you know, my wife's my best friend. And we tell each other everything, communication is key. And we also pray together. We pray together as well. You got to understand, even in the entertainment business or outside of the entertainment business, you're seeing people get divorced and things of that nature, right? So there is an added pressure, of course, in the light with being in entertainment. But then there's even pressure when someone is, when people are not equally yoked and it's craziness and all kind of stuff going on that can happen in, in the entertainment business outside of the entertainment business. And, uh, and if you go into it in a lustful feeling or whatever it is, and you didn't do it through God and through love, you know, anything can happen. You know what I mean? Within that relationship. And sometimes people need to understand where it's like, okay, we came into this wrong and we need to go separate ways. Right. So for me in my house, it's like, it's beautiful because we pray together, we communicate, we talk, we work things out. And I love that. And everyone knows who my wife is, you know, when they see me, they understand that it's about her. And when I travel or I do anything, I keep my wife picture on my cell phone. You know what I mean? You know, that if it's any temptation, cause you know, women try to do whatever. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm a man. I'm married. You know what I'm saying? I'm married. You're going to know who she is. When you know me, you're going to know her cause we're a team. You know, we're a team from the start now in their situation. Cause you were talking about Kanye. I have no idea what the, well, personal reasons of what it is, you know what I mean? But I feel that everyone needs to, uh, you know, mentally, if it's toxic or whatever it is or whatever happened, that's just, that's between them. You know what I mean? And at the end of the day, that is between them. But for me, you know what I mean? It's all about that communication, that love, the love of God, where God is in the middle of the marriage. God was invited. And before me and my wife even got married, uh, we did marriage counseling at the church. You know what I mean? Before we even got married. And it wasn't that we were having any problems or anything like that. We just wanted to make sure God was at the forefront in our marriage. So then that way our kids 
also see that too as well. And you just continue uh, in that light. Pastor Kel, once this pandemic is over, you have to fly over to, to the UK and we, we, we have to host you somehow. It'll be I love that. I love the UK. I've been there, you know, so uh, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you.